Hello and welcome. You're listening to Stadia Rocks. If, like me, you love gaming, but life gets in the way and you just don't have the time, then Stadia Rocks is for you. Hi, I'm Adam, Stadia's own rock, and I'd just like to start by thanking you for the amazing positive feedback after our first official show. Not only did you send heartfelt words of encouragement, which meant a huge amount to me, but I even got a shout-out during one of Glory of Stadia's YouTube streams, and as one of the biggest Stadia content creators, and certainly one of my inspirations behind this show, that meant a huge amount. I must also apologise for not getting a show out last week as promised. Unfortunately, putting the Stadia Rocks YouTube channel together took a lot longer than I'd hoped, and with business commitments like the rest of you, life got in the way. That said, it was a fantastic week for me and a fantastic week for Stadia News, and I hope it was a fantastic week for you. So we have a lot to cover in our Stadia News section later. In this week's show, I'm going to shuffle things around a little. Later, I'll be reviewing Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint in our unique rock review for casual gamers and discussing my thoughts around how much of a threat an Amazon cloud gaming service would be to Stadia. But let's start at the top of the show with Stadia News. The latest news from Stadia. And we begin with the announcement from Stadia of five new exclusive games coming to the platform very soon. Appealing to a variety of different tastes, Lost Words Beyond the Page, Panzer Dragoon Remake, Serious Sam Collection, Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, and Spittlings, which launches on the 25th of February, are a welcome addition to the growing games library. Stadia was also rolled out to a further 19 Android devices last week, including 15 from Samsung, 2 from Razer and 2 from Asus. Slated for February the 20th, Stadia actually rolled the update out a day earlier, much to the delight of the community. News on rollout to more devices, including Apple, iPhone, iPad and others, are expected later this year. In a shock move for recently launched cloud gaming platform GeForce Now that we covered in the last episode, both Activision and Bethesda have pulled all of their gaming titles, claiming contractual issues. Rumours are rife that, in Activision's case at least, this has something to do with a recent announcement of a commercial alliance with Google that sees the publishing giant using their massive networking infrastructure and exclusive use of YouTube. As also reported in the last Stadia news, Stadia's Super Saturday was hailed a success, with all of those taking part reporting increased viewer numbers. Stadia provided prizes to give away, as well as free access to Monster Energy Supercross 3 for content creators to stream. After the 19th of February, Subs Day, it's now clear that Base, the free version of Stadia, is the default for anybody who lets their pro subscription lapse. However, founders do get to keep their original Stadia name, and any saves in pro games that have been played up until that point are archived, ready to be reinstated the next time they renew their subscription. A point of contention for people not renewing their subscription has been discovering that Destiny 2, originally part of Stadia's launch package, does not revert to the free-to-play New Light version as anticipated. 
Although nobody believed the full version would continue, there has been confusion within the community as the free-to-play version of Destiny is available on all other platforms. Ubisoft has announced a huge expansion to Division 2 called Warlords of New York, which is due to launch early March, while simultaneously discounting the Division 2 itself to in some cases as low as $3 or £5. With rumours of Division 2 coming to Stadia this year, together with Ubisoft's Uplay Plus as a subscription service, perhaps it's not too much of a stretch to imagine Division 2 launching on Stadia as the pro game for March, with Warlords of New York coming to the Stadia store to support it. We should find this out in the coming days. And finally, Stadia have announced four new titles under the SteamWorld franchise, coming soon, with the two most expensive of the four titles to be made available for free to pro subscribers. Builders, action-adventure platformers, turn-based, strategy and deck-building games, SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Heist and SteamWorld Quest, Hand of Gilgamech, will be launching soon, with Dig 2 and Heist being available to pro subscribers on launch. What's up, Rock? Now it's time for a new regular feature, What's Up, Rock? A chance for me to investigate a Stadia-related topic, but in a little more detail and with a healthy dose of opinion and some speculation. In today's show, is Amazon the biggest threat to Stadia? Now, arguably, Stadia was the first fully formed cloud gaming platform, certainly the first one to achieve the mythical zero lag and, and pro-level graphics. But they are by no means alone in the field, and although fringe players like NVIDIA may not have the size to ultimately dominate, there are plenty of others who could. The key factor that places a competitor in a prime position is having an extensive network infrastructure and a globally positioned army of server clusters. Currently in the right place at the right time are the following. Google, IBM with IBM Cloud, Microsoft with Microsoft Azure, and Amazon with Amazon Web Services. There are other players like Nintendo, Sony, even Activision Blizzard who are rumoured to be exploring all avenues, but these are not cloud giants in the way the others are. IBM has given no indication of entering the cloud gaming market at all, although they could lease their structure if they felt there was a big enough incentive. That leaves Microsoft and Amazon. We already know what Microsoft's intentions are, as they have been readying their xCloud solution for some time now. With a new console planned for launch at the end of 2020, Microsoft are keen to stress that xCloud is not a replacement for hardware, and that it's aimed at gamers who don't have a console. Although, as the main appeal is to existing Xbox owners to play their existing games, I think we should take that with a healthy pinch of salt. And in truth, I'm sure that both Microsoft and Sony expect cloud-based gaming to exceed physical within the next few years. Microsoft therefore imply that they're not particularly concerned about being the primo cloud gaming platform, and in fact, apart from mobile or PC, users won't be able to play on a television. That's the domain of the console for them, so that gives Stadia a tick in the all-screens-all-the-time box. While mentioning Sony, they have been offering a downloadable service of sorts, PS Now, 
since 2015, but the quality has been experimental at best, and despite moving to a streaming offer last year, take-up has been lacklustre. This then leaves Amazon. Amazon has been very tight-lipped about what its intentions are, or even to signify they have any. But there are clues around if you care to look for them. For example, on Amazon's job listings pages in the past have been several posts for cloud gaming engineers and developers. One even said that it was for a yet-to-be-announced game business. They have also dabbled with developing games for cloud in the past themselves too, with demos posted on YouTube. Furthermore, speaking in a recent interview, Microsoft's head of gaming and Xbox, Phil Spencer, revealed that the company sees Google and Amazon as its main competitor in the future. You don't make those sorts of comments without some substance. So what could an Amazon cloud gaming service look like? Well, firstly, we only have to look at what other services Amazon owns to see the shape it could take. For example... They bought Twitch in 2014, which at the time seemed a surprise move, and caught analysts off guard. Twitch is a subscription game streaming service that allows players to broadcast their game to any number of viewers. Think YouTube live streaming. If you have an Amazon Prime account, the Twitch subscription price is included. On top of this, Prime comes with a free-to-watch video service, free-to-read book service, and expedited deliveries on parcels purchased through the company, as well as many other benefits. The business model is simple enough. Give a, a level of stuff away for free with an option to buy higher value stuff alongside it. A few years ago, Amazon began moving into the hardware space to expand the business model. Alexa, for example, Amazon's virtual assistant, is more than happy to take your order or recommend books, videos or groceries as and when you need them. Other devices, including Amazon Fire Stick, which plugs directly into your TV and allows instant viewing of the Prime Video catalogue as well as a number of other streamed services such as Netflix. The more recent Fire Sticks have an amazing codec with the highest quality streamed video that I've seen on any device. Amazon know how to handle 4K and that could be very important. Imagine being able to turn your TV on, select your Fire Stick, go on to the Amazon Prime Gaming Services app, select a game from a library of hundreds or from your own purchase titles, picking up your Bluetooth controller and jumping straight in. Or how about visiting Twitch on your laptop, seeing your favourite streamer playing Call of Duty, tapping the Amazon Prime Gaming button and playing the action for yourself. Sound familiar? Yes, it would in principle be an almost identical experience to Stadia, except with one key difference. Amazon would almost certainly build their gaming service into Prime for no extra charge, as that is what they have always done with their added services. The value for them is in the purchases that you will make once you're in that ecosystem, and of course, you will. Now let's pause here to reflect. This does sound a lot like Stadia. Stadia have a head start, and we don't even know what would be underpinning Amazon's service. Would it be a PC infrastructure that allows existing games to run straight away, or a hybrid custom build like Google's? What we do know with absolute clarity is that Amazon Prime in the US alone surpassed 105 million signed-up members last year 
That's almost 104.5 million more than Stadia right now. And across all other territories where Prime exists, there are at least a similar number. 200 million Prime members primed to go. Now, of course, we have no way of telling how many of these would show any interest in a cloud gaming service, but to put it into perspective, there are somewhere around 50 million fully paid up Xbox Gold Live members, which would be the prerequisite for xCloud. A quarter of the entire potential membership in the US alone for an Amazon Prime gaming service. This makes Amazon a sleeping giant. Now, if Amazon were to launch in the next month or so, how could Stadia stay the top dog? Well, it's difficult to see a model that works whilst insisting on the $10 a month sub. £30 a year more than Prime, for example. So in the first instance, I would expect them to completely drop the subscription model and make Stadia free to play at the highest quality settings. As games have to be purchased with Stadia and the infrastructure costs are already taken care of via its other profitable services, Stadia will still wash its face from retail sales and micropayment skims. They're also currently developing their own unique AAA titles, with studios opening up across the world and existing studios being purchased to speed up the output. As long as in the meantime, enough publishers are content to port their titles across, of course. Now, this is no small task, although as Google becomes more proficient, so does its suite of tools for doing this, and software engines used by game developers to build their titles, such as Unity and Unreal, have been updated with the necessary frameworks to make this a much easier process. The trick here, therefore, is how quickly Google can build a volume user base, because without that, publishers have little incentive to port their games. With it, Stadia is another market worth investing in. Whatever happens, 2020 is definitely the year of cloud gaming, and the race has only just begun. In today's Rock Review, we'll be taking a look at Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Is it a welcome break from everyday life or a game with no point? You may have played Ghost Recon Wildlands on console or PC in the past, or indeed any one of 15 Ghost Recon titles that have popped up in various guises over the years. Breakpoint took a slightly different approach to the previous titles with more of an RPG or role-playing game feel, and although being criticised at launch for feeling undercooked and in need of a little TLC, Ubisoft have pushed several patches to bring it to a stable and enjoyable position. Breakpoint on Stadia launched with all patches up to date, although with some of the game's original features suspended. But, putting all that to one side, how does Breakpoint stand up as a casual game? Let's run it through the critical eye of a rock review to see whether it gets a point or a break. So firstly, how quickly does the game load? Ubisoft has a standard approach across many of their titles, which is a two-part loading procedure. The first part loads choices for the game itself, where you can, for example, choose the character that you want to play or change settings or catch up on game news. The second part then loads the game from where you left off or for the first time. This two-stage process can be a little annoying as 
Nine times out of ten, you don't need to change your character or see the same news item as the last time. Also, the first stage and second stage can take as long as each other, which of course means twice the loading time. As Breakpoint is a 4K, free-roaming, third-person shooter, there's a lot of data and game assets to load in, so even under the advantage of Stadia's blisteringly fast server blades, it still takes a bit of time to load in. For a protracted, if not necessary, load experience, Breakpoint gets a 3 out of 5. What about do you pick up where you left off? Breakpoint doesn't literally freeze your last gameplay when you jump out. Instead, it places you close to where you left off on loading back in, and depending on previous progress, will normally reset the mission. This can be frustrating depending on how you were doing the last time, so the answer is not really, although it does a good job of getting you as close as possible. So on this count, Breakpoint also scores 3 out of 5. How easy is the game to play? Well, the good news is that each campaign step, each side mission, each event is broken down into fairly quick to complete activities. You can jump in for a few minutes, tick off another part of a quest and jump out again without breaking a sweat. Ubisoft have also been mindful to make the game enjoyable, no matter what your level of ability, while at the same time keeping the most fun features. Also, as the game progresses, you unlock bivouacs, which are in essence fast travel points, which enable you to get to the action very quickly, and when there, you can spawn a helicopter, or any number of vehicles, to get you to the next point in double-quick time. Breakpoint is the perfect jump-in and jump-out game for casual gamers, and gets a big 5 out of 5 on this front. Is the game rewarding to play? Well, at its heart, Breakpoint is a role-playing game, with lots and lots of loot to collect, customization of your character and weapons, with ever-increasing levels and features. If, like me, you love that flash of yellow as you open another crate and randomly get rewarded a high-level exotic item, then Breakpoint is definitely for you, and it keeps going on this front. It's a very rewarding game if this is your sort of genre and equally deserves the highest rock review reward of 5 out of 5. Finally, is the game good value? Breakpoint is a AAA title and as such comes with the usual price tag, but this is no two-day completion experience. It took me in excess of 40 hours to complete the main story campaign alone, and I still have a ton of side missions and areas to explore. Also, Ubisoft occasionally roll out live events for all players at no extra cost. The most notable being a cross-promotion for the latest Terminator movie, which was very enjoyable. So from a value perspective, it keeps giving, and it's a huge amount of fun. For anybody who likes this genre, Breakpoint provides a huge amount for the price of admission and gets another 5 out of 5 for value. So this week's rock review title, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, gets an impressive 4 out of 5. That just about wraps it up for another week. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and as always, if you have please let me know on Twitter at at Stadia Rocks or on YouTube where your likes and subscriptions are very much appreciated. All that remains to be said is keep your feet on the ground but your head 
in the cloud. Until next week, happy gaming. <laughs>